the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Bipartisan skullduggery. A duopoly mafia government. That's what we face. 537 whores pretending to be representatives has, have sold the principles of Americanism down the drain, down the turlet. And they're making a fortune doing it. Now, as I uh, start the show, I flip over to all the financial outlets that I like to look at for news. And it turns out Iraq. Iraq just ditched the dollar. Xi Jinping, the Chinese communists, they're meeting with Putin. Putin would have met with us prior to this dimwit who can't walk upstairs and navigate a speech. Prior to this idiot stealing the most important office in the world. We were not adversarial to this level. We certainly weren't at the precipice of World War II, but there's no money in it for these political whores. Now, the easy road to go is to point out how stupid Joe Biden and the Democrats are. I was, uh, as a young man, I was uh, born in a coal town of Scranton, Pennsylvania. Sounds North good, doesn't Pennsylvania, it? Oh, in an Irish Catholic neighborhood. Then when coal died, we moved down to Delaware, to a town called Claymont, Delaware. No, 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 not when coal died. When your father lost the money, drunken gambling of your entire family, you bust out second generation scum which was a working-class town, and uh, but everybody in town was either Polish or Italian. I grew up feeling self-conscious. My name didn't end in an SKI or an O. Now you're self-conscious because of uh, your short in the trousersness, and that's not a good neighborhood to be around if you're short in the trousers. That's why you sit in a corner and pretend to be something you're not, a fraud, like you are. It's just a joke. Um, but all kidding aside, the connection between... I was telling so he was a Puerto Rican, he was black, now he's Polish. One thing he truly isn't is honest. And that, that's okay, that's, that, that's what sells in the Democrat Party. They want to feel good about being liars, failures, losers, and welfare roaches. So he's the perfect president for them. We came dangerously close to having our own scallywag, who makes me sick to my stomach every time he opens his mouth. It's magic pants, Mitt. There's no Thank question. You that, pardon? Thank you for your patience. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, I, I have no question about uh, the impact of climate change. It's going to be significant, uh, devastating in some areas more than others. Uh, uh, the question is whether we're doing things that will actually make a difference and will lead to a different result. Uh, what I'm concerned about is that most of what we do here in the United States is I'll, I'll call it virtue signaling. That term is been used recently, but we do a lot of things that make us feel good about ourselves, but we'll have almost no impact on global emissions. If we want to do something serious about global emissions, we need to put a price on carbon. 
And um, our- that's very important. Who gets the price carbon? What's the price? I see because Mitt pretends to be a businessman. Mitt is an at he's the beneficiary of a political whore father. Mitt wouldn't have five cents if it wasn't for his scumbag father, governor of Michigan. Scum. And he set him up in this extortion racket where he pretends to be a venture capitalist. What he is is a raider. What he uses is political power as a weapon against business. That's all this scam is. But I like to hear him say it out loud. Good thing he lost to Barack. He likes big butts and he cannot lie Obama because it would have been the same exact outcome. Democrat friends had the chance to do that during reconciliation. They didn't. Uh, and and so we can talk about all these other things we're doing and getting more batteries for cars and so forth. But the, the reason these things don't make a big difference is because the U.S. is not the big contributor to emissions in the world. China is and Brazil and India and Indonesia and all the growth is going to come from them. China's emissions are greater than the U.S., the EU and Japan combined. So when we do things here that are very expensive and disruptive to our economy, they don't change what's happening globally. We have to do things that have global impact. So, re- Oh, but we are, Magic Pants Mitt. We absolutely are. Now, you can wait till your next life when you're Christ on the planet. Then you could bake all the rules. But for now, you're just a two-bit senator. That's all you are. A nickel and dime senator who already became worth tens of millions of dollars through political corruption. It's about time I help the people understand and expose the real game and who the real problem is. You see, when you're going to put a price on carbon, how do you quantify? What's the dollar amount of the destruction the American government has done? Oh, come on. You don't think I bought that whole thing about Nord Stream 2. You, and how do you quantify the acts of a war? What's the ramifications of war on your so-called scale of CO2, climate change, you fracking fraud? I just see us having walked into a trap. This is Jeffrey Sachs. Jeffrey Sachs is someone who I probably don't agree with on a lot. Jeffrey Sachs is a lifelong, in the inner circle of the Democrat mafia, so-called economist. Jeffrey Sachs has been quoted and used by the modern-day Democrats like Mitt Romney and Joe Biden, who are virtually inseparable, except I think Mitt can go up the stairs by himself. Jeffrey Sachs, however, is a true believer in the principles and the integrity of old-fashioned liberalism. Jeffrey Sachs sees a scoundrel when he, and he's willing to talk about it openly. I find it to be very refreshing. This was from yesterday at a college, I believe it was Columbia, where he was speaking. I see Europe as the big loser of this, by the way. I see Europe as the huge loser of this. I don't know why when the U.S. blew up the Nord Stream pipeline that we're all silent about it. That was exposed over two weeks ago with absolute prima facie evidence by a writer, another lifelong Democrat named Seymour Hirsch. Yet there has been a a, a blackout of information, an absolute censorship on the Internet and everywhere else. There is absolute proof that the order came from the dimwit in diapers. And that is why the Joe Biden impeachment needs to start today. We have the evidence. Do we have the will to remove the most corrupt asset of enemies, foreign and domestic, this country's ever had in any office, let alone the presidency? Because we have the evidence. Why are we silent about it? Pardon me? That, that President Biden said on February 7th of this year that if Russia invades, 
the pipeline is finished. And the reporter looked incredulously, said, Mr. President, that is Russian, uh, German infrastructure. And President Biden says, don't worry, we have our ways. And the U.S. does have its ways. It controls that territory. It monitors that territory. At the After the pipeline was blown up, our Secretary of State said, and I'm quoting, this is a tremendous opportunity to wean Europe from Russian energy. What a weird statement if you're worried about international piracy of global infrastructure. You would say it's a terrible crime. It's a threat to world peace. You would not call it a tremendous opportunity. You would if you did it. You remember when uh, George Bush lied? What was this phrase? George Bush lied and people died. Well, Joe Biden lied. Hundreds of thousands of people died. And how much wildlife, how much damage to the environment was perpetrated by this thieving, lying, war profiteer whore, Joe Biden? And the, the cherry on the insult Sunday is Iraq, where we wasted $9 trillion, thousands of lives, maimed tens of thousands of American soldiers. They just decided to ditch the dollar. And you want to know something? They're right to do so. Because any currency that's controlled by this kind of administration, these kind of political whores, these kind of eco-terrorists and worldwide war terrorists doesn't deserve to be the world currency. To wean Europe from Russian energy. This was part of American foreign policy. Now, the Swedes went in to clean up the debris. And what did the Swedes say? We cannot share our findings with Germany because of national security. Can you figure that one out? I I can. Me too. But it's incredible. How could Sweden not share its findings with Germany and Denmark? Because they're all beneficiaries of our foreign policy corruption. They're all beneficiaries of our money-backed, guaranteed loans to their upper echelon oligarchs. Some of you may remember... (coughs) Uh, years ago, when we were expanding NATO, I was the one in the United States Senate was pushing the hardest to expand NATO for membership of many of you sitting around this table. And uh, the irony is that uh, Sounds great. one of the last conversations I had with uh, hurry the, up, uh, our friend in Russia was uh, <clears throat> I said, you keep asking for the Findalization of NATO, you're going to get the NATOization of Finland. Well, it happened. Exactly the way he needed it to happen, which is why they needed to steal the last election. There's trillions of dollars at stake. And when your own people start to question, just send out the tramp. Every day, Joe Biden and I talk about and work together with our partners like former leader Hoyer, current leader Hoyer, um, to lower the cost for the people of our nation, because you are a leader. For working families, we have reduced heating and electricity bills. So folks have more money in their pocket to buy things like school supplies, replace the dishwasher. Yeah, it's better now. See, I prefer when you lie to me the old way you used to lie. In your lingerie, tramp. In the meantime, what's the Republican pushback? 
Research and technology at a price on carbon are the are the things that would make a difference. Yeah. Um, so it's frustrating to uh, to talk about this as a as a huge challenge to our budget and to our economy when it's out of our control, unless we deal in the way I've just described. And yet there's something that is in our control that we're saying both parties are saying we won't touch that. And what is in our control is the level of debt we have. The amount of debt we have, I just heard a Professor Holtzigan just indicate that the impact on the economy of the um, amount of debt we're adding up is 10 times the impact of climate change. 10 times. And, and, and yet we're not willing to look at our entitlement programs to see if we can balance them somehow. I'm not talking about cutting them or taxing them. I'm just saying let's at least come together and work on it. But the parties are afraid to even come together and have a discussion about how can we balance these things. It strikes me as one of the most outrageous things my generation has done. Your generation sucks. The brave are the ones that were left on the battlefields in Vietnam. Your generation that's left alive has destroyed my country. Your generation are the kind that believe if they wear burlap underpants, they become Christ on the next planet and demagogues on this one. Your generation is the one that added the $32 trillion of funny money. And in fact, I've decided I, I know how we're going to price carbon. We're going to price carbon $32 trillion, and every one of you political whores will resign today. And you'll pay the debt. We'll take the money you, you, you made bastardizing political power. We'll start with the Romney fortune, then we'll go to the Clinton fortune, then we'll go to the Pelosi fortune, and last but not least, we'll go to the Biden fortune, because I got a sneaky suspicion he's a billionaire, because he's been hiding it in his moron brother, his crack-smoking son, and his too easy sister. That's where the money is. Now let's see how many people you got in your family. I guess, I've heard you people, you could have 60, 70 kids for all I know. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Impeach Joe Biden today. Calling for an independent investigation into an explosion which cut off the Nord Stream pipeline in September. Shehab Ratansky reports from the United Nations. The Russians called for this meeting of the UN Security Council following an article by Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist Seymour Hirsch earlier this month, who quoted someone whom Hirsch said had direct knowledge of the operational planning of the sabotage operation against the Nord Stream pipelines. That person said that it was the highest levels of the Biden administration that authorized the operation as it tried to seek more of a wedge between Western Europe and Russia. That's why there's no call for peace, number one. Number two, he does not have the authority to authorize this kind of movement, this declaration of war, this eco-terrorism. He does not have it. This has, this has weight. He can be impeached. He just, we have to have the will to remove the most obvious asset of enemies, foreign and domestic, the most obvious traitor to American principles to hold any office. From local mayor all the way up to the, I guess, White House that now needs all kinds of new furniture because he's wetting it. One of the expert briefers called in was Jeffrey Sachs, the Columbia University professor, who said it was incumbent on the Security Council to get to the bottom of who was responsible because of the precedent of transnational infrastructure being blown up. And he also questioned the transparency of the investigations currently underway. 
Sweden has kept the results of its investigation secret from the rest of the world. Treason, act of war, ecological terrorism, all, all impeachable offenses. And if you think we're winning that war, Ukraine's winning that war, you're delusional. The Azovs are only good at beating up defenseless people. They got their teeth kicked in in the first 90 days. Without our money, our weapons, and our military, the war's already over. And how's it look for Putin? Ah, looks better than you think. Russian President Vladimir Putin has hailed his soldiers' efforts in the Ukrainian war in front of thousands at a rally in the country's capital. He also met his Chinese diplomats or, or, and asked them to strengthen ties between the two countries. Sky's Diana Magna. Ironically, China is trying to broker a peace deal. See, China doesn't want the war any more than any of us do. But it's going to happen because the American mafia needs the war to hide their other scandals in. Their other failings, their other corruption. They need to blindfold this society with a flag in the same way every administration that's perpetrated the same lies from the Gulf of Tonkin all the way to this, this the, 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 on the precipice of World War III. Russia just simply said it was the breaking of the Minsk Accord. So the war started in 2014 in February with the violent overthrow of a government, which we backed. And we started the war. I mean, we started to uh, massively fund Ukraine, which is why they were able to fight this year, just as Merkel said. She said, yes, yeah, seven years. It was a massive military buildup. And they started under Barack. He likes big butts and he cannot lie. Obama, who went from two hotspots when George W. Bush left office to seven, who Dropped more than 90% of the bombs he dropped from drones killed innocent people. Just like Bill Clinton and Madeleine Albright, they murdered innocent people. Just like right now, it's Joe Biden and the mafia are murdering innocent people, and we're paying the, the cost of it, and he's reaping the rewards. And it's irrelevant how much evidence we find. The wife of a Ukrainian politician has been caught allegedly smuggling $28 million and 1.3 million euros in cash. It's a nice round number. $30 million in suitcases. Greg Rogers Park. Sean, we got a big problem in uh, you know, Nigeria where uh, this idiot dimwit in diapers is sending millions of dollars to child rapists, thugs, um, murderers, and everything else over there. And second, real quick, Kamala Harris said our, our utility bills are going down. Mine have gone up. Natural gas for my stove and uh, hot water, and, and my electric bills are going up. So she lied. Kamala Harris was a side broad her whole life. She never paid a bill in her life. She doesn't even know what one looks like. It pays when you stay, tell a lie in lingerie. The United States will commit $55 billion to Africa over the next three years. It's billion. We're way, way past the days of hundreds of millions. These are billions we're given to slave masters and dictators. After all, that's what we have in this country. Mark in Plainfield. Good afternoon, Sean. I want to comment about the global warming. Like Laura Bobbitt said, no one denies it. Uh, we all see the climate change four times a year. And here, here's my solution. Here's my solution. Uh, climate change, it's going to its gonna benefit parts of the world like Alaska, the Yukon, Greenland. Those places are going to thaw out and become the new Midwest. So here's my solution. Don't spend any money on climate change. Just set it aside. And so when Greenland thaws out, we'll have money to move there and build a new civilization. 
Mitt Romney is going to be Jesus on the planet Zerg in his next lifetime. In the meantime, he's looking for any way to build billions of dollars to leave behind to his multitude of family members here. He doesn't fool me for one minute. Fraud, scumbag, lowlife, inside trading whore, just like your old man. Cream Puff Jim, Chicago. Uh, hi, Sean. I was just thinking about West Madison Street. When I was a kid, uh, I'd oh, go down geez. there and... I know what but you all did the, down there. Five and ten. No, I know. No, no. But, but all the but all the homeless were down there, and they oh. that's respect was caught. And a lot of indigenous World War II veterans, Indian veterans, were alcoholics that lived down that street. What's curious to me is the amount of homeless we have now. There was no homeless. That was the only street in Chicago that held any homeless people. I don't know what happened yeah. over the last four after what the last happened? three or four decades. Joe Biden. It, it's. No, not not Joe Biden. I think it started with Reagan, to be frank with you. Reagan closed. It started in the local districts that are... Reagan closed the the insane asylums in California, and that drove people into the street. No, you mean he stopped arresting people who weren't homeless? I thought you were a Democrat. You want to arrest the people who are homeless now? You know, that's what they used to do in your back in generation. And when you went to Madison Street, I know what you were doing. You were doing the five and the ten. And something tells me you had an alderman in that Buick that was playing (laughs) for a sawbuck. No, you don't fool me, Chubby. In the meantime, which, what you're talking about is when Ronald Reagan said we can't arrest people who simply are indigent. We need to make it so that they don't have to be. And he built an economy that you benefited from, as the rest of the country did. And it wasn't until Democrats took over thriving economies throughout the country that they created the homeless encampments, which is what they do. And the whole time you're told the prices are coming down. At least this time, you've got an actual whore doing it. 312-642-5600. Ta-da! You're a Democrat. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. To hear Mitt Romney advocate for carbon taxes, you see, that's how they're going to continue to perpetrate the lie of these so-called entitlements. That's how they're going to give it to everybody who just got here, people who never paid into the system. That's how they're running this Ponzi scheme. They just need more pigeons. That's why they're not worried about the amount of people that come, illegal, not illegal, the whole nine yards. They need more participants in the Ponzi scheme that is supposed to be an economy. It's really quite simple. They've been doing this for decades. They've been wrong for decades. And yet here we are, doubling down on stupid Boy, there's never been a better time for a Joe Biden clip. Would we respond? Huh? Or would we look the other way? Would we be strong? Or would we be weak? Would we, we, would we, would we the, all of our allies, would be united? Excuse me? And then he fell up the stairs, you stupid son of a dog. MC, Northwest Indiana. How you doing? Good, how are you? Okay, because um, the, the NAFTA messed up every all the jobs here in Indiana from Arthur Weiner all the way to the Bud Bud Oh, Cup, MC, can I ask a question? Because you've called before. How old are you? I don't remember. You're old though. I'm 67. MC, you remember Jimmy Carter, babe? Yes, you do. Yeah, yeah, that's yes, who did it. Not Palmer. NAFTA. Not NAFTA. I'm going to remind you of something, MC. Thank you very much for the call. We need to have. Uh, a realization that we've got a, about 35 years worth of oil left in the whole world. We're going to run out of oil. The whole world? When Mr. Nixon made his famous uh, speech on Operation Independence, we were importing about 35% of our oil. Now we've increased that amount 25%. We now import about 44% of our oil. We need to shift from oil to coal. 
need to concentrate our research and development effort uh-huh. on uh, coal burning. You know what that what that turned into? The research and development they concentrate. That's why you're burning corn, pretending it's gasoline. That's the beginning of the alternative energy, which massively drove up the costs on everybody. Just demonize the oil companies. And people will look away to realize who makes the real money when it comes to oil refinery and oil sales. You hear them bastardize, oh, they made $200 billion. The government makes more than the refineries, more than the oil companies. They make money every single drop. They tax it and retax it and tax it again. That's why they're always after it. And now you have a duopoly of corruption and fraud and misinformation telling you we got to add a new layer. Ooh, what's it going to be? CO2. You mean the principal fundamental building block of photosynthesis that makes everything great? Yes, we've decided it's bad. And now we're going to tax MC. We're going to tax George. We're going to tax you. We're going to tax me. We'll tax everybody that doesn't give money to the mystical, magical, underpants church of perpetual fraud led by Mitt Romney and the establishment Republicans and every mafia Democrat in the world. Nobody pays attention to the amount of taxes, the double and triple taxes, on the most essential thing this planet has, oil, the whole time they attack it. And they know it's not bad for the environment. That's why they blow it up and polluted the oceans, because they know it doesn't mean jack. The oceans will churn it up, and nature will win in the end. They know they're running a scam. They just need good, scumbag, low-life salesmen to sell it. There's no question. Your patience. Pardon? Thank you for your patience. (laughs) Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, I I have no question about uh, the impact of climate change. It's going to be significant, uh, devastating in some areas more than others. But you still got that stupid smile, and you still got that little dabble do you in your hair, don't you? You lying magic pants wearing fraud. Mitchell displays. You know, Sean, if you talk about, uh, you know, some pot of oil, they were a big beneficiary with the Bushes for decades. But uh, I'd like to bring something to your attention. On April 3rd, we get our first installment of property taxes, right? Because Fed Albert, okay, decided to delay the first installment. So I got my payment, right? I found out online what it is. I called the superintendent of the public school system in my area, and my, my property taxes went up like three times. So, guess I wrote a whole synopsis about the waste, and I have a lot of tacit knowledge with regards to all the overspending, and they've never had any oversight. And do you realize that I got zero response? This is the Democratic mafia that you've been talking about. Do you hear what I'm saying here, Daddy-O? I hear you, and there's a lot of books being written calling it just that. Thank you for the call. And to Mitchell's point... Terrell, that's right. More than 300 schools, including this one right here in Little Village. Take a look over my shoulder there. The new cameras are already installed here at Eli Whitney Elementary. CPS officials hoping the big investment will mean safer schools district-wide. Chicago Public Schools announcing a major $76 million security camera investment plan. There you go, Cream Puff Jim. The schools are writing $76 million checks for security cameras. Now, I know you know. Whoever got that contract is a big donor to the mafia, and it's just a money laundering scheme. But how come they didn't use that money to retrofit the empty schools for the homeless, Jim? Why? Because they're the useful weapons of the scum gangsters. And the money, the oversight, there is none. Cut me in or cut it out the Chicago way. How you doing? How you doing? George in Naperville. Sean, do you think the government's going to get rid of our coins, our fins, our sawbucks, our C-notes in a way to control us? and keep us in the dark about all these costs? 
Well, they, you know, the other thing is, thanks to George Bush, they've been monitoring every penny of every of one of their enemies since for 20 years. So it's nothing really new. This was also a, a crime perpetrated by a Republican. It was called the Patriot Act. It was anything but patriotic. And it's another weapon for the fascist Fourth Reich to use. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing tonight? Splendid. Splendid? Oh, I love I when I catch him. Red fracking handed. I love it. Because it's undeniable, these crooked bastards. I got you. Now we just got to get enough people to have the courage to grab this old wrinkled-ass bulldung artist and put him where he should be in a prison cell. What I wanted to answer is, where's, uh, where's Buttigieg? Is he hanging out with Ray up somewhere? Do you really want to know Cause where Buttigieg is? Because it's been almost, uh, what, three weeks and he hasn't showed up. But yet uh, the, the guy that should be the president, Trump, uh, he makes a visit to Ohio and brings uh, umpteen bottles of water and stuff to clean up the area. But you got Buttigieg uh, and uh, and everybody else feeling all of that. They're not doing anything. Well, and then we why, got the why other would he go there? The, EPA, the, the same EPA that said, you guys are safe, go home, is the one telling the government, you better never come here. We better put a tent around this son of a gun and figure out how to have the Ukrainians blow it up. And we'll say it's the Russians. Thank you very much. See what I did there, Squirrel? Tying all the things together. See it? The residents of East Palestine are, are asking when you are going to pay them a visit. What, what have you got to say to them? So I am planning to visit. I have followed the norm in the first days of the crash response of uh, staying out of the way of the independent NTSB, the National Transportation. Oh, Pete, Cindy, Lou, who, with your turned up nose? We all know the reason. You can't find your underpants. I left them. I had them here when I got in the office. I don't know where they are. I'm going to get there as soon as I could find my underpants. Craig in Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, I got to give you a, I got to give you a quick uh, attaboy on something. You have got an amazing command of critical communication. Oh, I mean, it's amazing to listen to That comes to from yelling at people out of my car window for decades. Go ahead. Down to a science, brother. Anyways. I'm listening to this. Uh, first of all, I thought that the, uh, the, the grand jury and all that kind of thing was really serious business and something like a, a really big deal. They had this girl, Emily Coles or something like Ooh, that. On the, she could, she could churn butter by looking at milk. Did you see her face? Woo! Yeah. Oh, yeah that's a shallow like a, gene pool. There, I don't have anybody in my entire family, even extended, quite that ugly. But go ahead. She's like, like a little moron, immature, I mean, giggling. All yeah. the stuff talking about like how oh she wants this, something to happen now she don't know what she wants to happen but she wants something to happen to Trump and think and then she's talking about stuff what the, what happened yeah. to, to the seriousness of a grand jury here what she really wants to happen is a national blackout and free Viagra thank you very much three one two six four two fifty six hundred. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560, the answer. All right, we've got the soundbite of Emily Chorus, the unfortunate one. Every time I uh, see somebody like this, I remember my grandmother. She used to go pick hard whenever you see somebody that was repulsive. You know what that means, squirrel? Me either. But that makes me think of my grandmother. Pick hard. 
you personally want to hear from the former president? I wanted to hear from the former president, but honestly, I kind of wanted to subpoena the former president because I got to swear everybody in. And so I thought it'd be really cool to get 60 seconds with President Trump of me looking at him and being like, do you solemnly swear? And me getting to swear him in? I just, I kind of just thought that would be an awesome moment. Miss Trial. I love it. There's so many people that hate this guy. Mistrial, mistrial, mistrial. And they don't want to argue about the, the issues because they adopt so much of the fascism they accuse Trump of having. And he did have some, but only towards the end, only when he wanted to get reelected. He should have he should have understood he was going to get cheated, not just from the Democrat mafia that wanted to cheat him from the beginning, but from the establishment Republicans that needed him out of the way so they could perpetrate their financial crimes on all of us. Uh, uh, the question is whether we're doing things that will actually make a difference and will lead to a different result. Uh, what I'm concerned about is that most of what we do here in the United States is, I'll, I'll call it virtue signaling, that term. You know the best part about listening to this fraud who thinks he's Don Draper from Mad Men? The best part about listening to this fraud is that many years from now, he will be nothing but a footnote and a reference to everything wrong with the Republican Party, to everything wrong that, that really implements the, the, the pushback against the Fourth Reich of the Democrat parties. You see, Obamacare was based on Mitt Romney's plan that he implemented in Massachusetts. Obamacare was supported by these kind of Republicans because what they understood is they make more money when it fails. Romney will go down as the greatest failed Republican in history. And that's really saying something when you think of the failed Republicans. Jessica Sugar Grove. Hey, it's Jess. Can you hear me? I can. Okay, awesome. Great. Thank you so much for taking my call. So, no, I was thinking when you were talking about failed Republicans and, you know, their inability to actually, like, you know, coalesce and, like, like, get into... A principle? Stand for any principle that the American people want them to stand for? So, so I have a question for you. All right. Uh, George Bush or Al Gore? Was I, did I make a mistake? That's a tough one, man. That's a real, real tough one. (laughs) I'll tell you what, if you go back and you look at Al Gore, and you look at him debate Ross Perot, he sounds like Milton Friedman. If Al Gore didn't stumble onto the scam what? of eco-Nazism, he would have probably have... not gone into Iraq. He probably would have been so unpopular, he wouldn't have been able to implement the Patriot Act, which forever destroyed the Fourth and Fifth Amendment. That destroyed so, everything, yeah. Absolutely. You know what I mean? You, we, we may have been better off if Al Gore won outright. We may have been better off. That's, see, a, that's a great argument. See, yeah. Because you look at the destruction the, of life... Of money, you look at the waste, whether it's Afghanistan or Iraq, that now is de-dollarizing. Yeah, I think it's real simple to to come to the conclusion: we, as a society, would have been better off with Al Gore, because there would have been a greater resistance to his fascism. See, people accepted. That's what the Republicans need. They need a Republican that's willing to put lipstick on the on the Fourth Reich. And that's why Obama yeah. just carried on the foreign atrocities, the policies, the corruption that George Bush was working on. He carried it all on and expanded it. Obama went from two hotspots to seven because he likes the money, too. He wanted that seaside estate. After all, he's, he needs a lot of rooms. He doesn't want to bump in to Michelle anywhere. Well, no, the, the, the last thing Obama wants is something to interfere with his ability to take control. 
That's his. Uh, I don't. I, I think. I think people give him too much credit. Never forget, this is a moron. Barack Obama was a no, moron with 500 credit. He was late on every payment. He was a bust out. He just wanted money. Nah, he's not. He's just. But he a, a, they're figuring. But he hated the control. But he he hated the control that the Constitution. Oh yeah, that's why he pretended to be an expert. He he only said it when he was destroying the principles. But here's the thing. They're not the guys in charge. And we are just now where we move into the exponential phase. And I agree, artificial intelligence, but not only artificial intelligence, but also the metaverse, new space technologies. You will love it. The son of a real Third Reich Nazi, head of the Fourth Reich. Klaus ten years from now, we'll be George Soros, not Barack Obama. He's just their—he's their model. It's like at the auto show. Just put the pretty one up on the pedestal. They'll buy that union-made junk. That's exactly what he is. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM five sixty. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. My next guest, I've had the luxury of speaking to him before. I enjoyed it immensely. I heard a little rumor. He was asked to testify before a new committee head up by Jim Jordan. And this is the kind of person we need to testify before a lot of committees. You see, this is one of those people who give us hope in our government. He was an FBI agent who believes in Americanism, who believes in the Constitution, believes in the oath. And he understands that his job is to protect the American people, not use his position as a weapon against those who disagree with him philosophically. His name is Tom Baker. The book, The Fall of the FBI, how a once great agency became a threat to democracy. 33 years, seven administrations, and here he is, ashamed of his former agency, as we all are. Tom, thank you very much for coming on. How are you? Fine, Sean. Nice to be with you again. So I heard you were asked to come before Congress and talk about a time when bureaucrats believed in the principles of the country rather than an allegiance to a political party. How did it go? It went very well. Uh, It went surprisingly well. Uh, Congressman uh, Jim Jordan, actually, uh, who's chairman of the judiciary, as you probably know, he's also chairman of this select subcommittee uh, of the Judiciary Committee, and he ran the whole procedure uh, impeccably. And he was very friendly and uh, took time to greet and then say goodbye to each of the witnesses. So does this give you optimism that there will be safeguards put in place, there will be oversight on a, uh, on a bureaucracy that, for the most part, hasn't had much, and if it did, it was because it was colluding with political parties rather than principles of law. Do you, do, are you more optimistic now after your experience? Well, uh, to some extent, yes, because it's obvious there are other people share my concerns and obviously your concerns. Uh, and what, what came out uh, in my testimony, if I can say that, but also in the testimony of several other witnesses, is that there's definitely a role for Congress 
in this reform process, uh, but the, the main effort has to come internally, organically from the Bureau and from the department. Uh, but And the other thing a few of us made a point of, and this is something we can only hope for, is that it would be bipartisan, the reform. That's absolutely necessary. And uh, these abuses that are very well documented now uh, potentially threaten people on the left as well as on the right. So we have to have bipartisan reform. Is there enough knowledge in the agency to understand the nuances of the kind of financial skullduggery that has become the norm in not just places like Chicago, but primarily any area where there's this kind of government takeover of money, government takeover of policy and spending. I mean, I've always been perplexed. You know Chicago, right? You know the old joke, New York invented political corruption, New Jersey perfected it, Chicago made it an art form. We have two scallywags who ran this city and state like Al Capone wished he ran his social club. They were caught with their hand in the cookie jar, one of them has a wife that is this, sits on the Supreme Court of Illinois. They're not even going to go to trial until they're dead. Their, their trial is pushed off for two years. Yet I look at the, the layout of the Chicago FBI headquarters. It's a quarter mile away from Mike Madigan's campaign headquarters. I mean, shouldn't they start by investigating the government itself? And maybe if we straighten that out, we can get to the rest of us? Well, to be very frank, Sean, I don't know what the immediate situation is there in Chicago uh, traditionally, and when I say traditionally, in the last 40 years, um, the FBI has always had public corruption as a priority, uh, and there have been uh, good, uh, substantial public corruption cases undertaken. Actually, that issue of public corruption and investigation of politicians brings us around to something that was lacking in the Russian collusion case. And that was, and I remember this personally on several occasions, uh, the directors of the FBI in the past, whether it was William Webster or Louis Free or whoever, they always insisted when looking at political people uh, that we be extra careful, uh, that we not initiate anything without a lot of predicate. Uh, and uh, I remember Judge Webster often said when he was FBI director, uh, that we're interfering in another branch of government when you're investigating a congressman, when you're investigating state or local officials, when you're investigating a judge, be it a federal judge or a local judge, you have to be extra careful. And the, we always challenge, do you have more? We'll need more. And that was certainly lacking in today's FBI when they undertook the investigation of the Trump presidential campaign based on we now know nothing. And you have so much that you could base these investigations on. And, you know, rather than take the, the easy path of Joe Biden and his crime syndicate family, just the idea that we are seeing beneficiaries of our foreign policy that have wives that show up in hotels with $30 million in suitcases. This is unbelievable to me. Now, does the FBI have jurisdiction to go after those political Scallywags, because they're in foreign governments, once our money goes there, doesn't the FBI still have a financial oversight capability? And is it is the plan just to make it so big that you can't? There's so much money being thrown around? Well, the, especially with state and local officials, usually the, the individuals, the corrupt individuals, run a file, a file 
afoul of any one of a number of federal statutes, particularly uh, uh, fraud by wire, uh, fraud by mail, uh, the funds transfer in certain manners. So there's there's always that. If if and of course more fundamental than that, often there are federal funds involved, and then there's a direct violation. Uh, of of either bribery or extortion, and sometimes it goes both ways. You know, it's a uh, uh, the 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 person in the corporate world can claim he's being extorted by the politician, and the politician can claim he's being offered a bribe by someone in the corporate world. Uh, but of course, as we know, sometimes it's collusion. There's a great deal of uh, cooperation involved. The head of the SEC, Gary Ginsler, was caught altering his his uh, appointment book, not disclosing appointments that he had, both with Sam Bankman-Fried, among other people that are under investigation, and some heads of uh, some some Silicon Valley oligarchs and cyber companies. When, a, when, when somebody who is appointed to an agency like the SEC clearly is, is, is doing something shady, if I'm kind, uh, corrupt, if I'm aware, does the FBI have the ability to open an investigation? under some of these political assets that are put in these very important positions to allow the corruption of my country? Well, certainly in the past they did that quite routinely, uh, and there are guidelines for doing it. Um, uh, and I talk about that in my book. I, I talk about the Abscam case, which is a classic, where there was a lot of concern raised, uh, but in the end, uh, which most people remember, uh, one United States senator and six members of the House of Representatives, <laughs> equally representing both parties, uh, were convicted in that. But there are also numerous lesser officials uh, in administrative agencies, including things like the INS, who were convicted. Uh, the, 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 that case went on forever and ever. And then, of course, Congress and the media uh, got on, you know, I won't say got on their high horse, but certainly took a strong look at the Bureau and the Department in that. And as a result, a whole series of guidelines were created, Attorney General guidelines for undercover operations in particular, uh, to avoid uh, any hint of entrapment, because that was the defense these congressmen people fell back on, that they were entrapped. Well, it didn't stand up. They weren't entrapped. But a lot of training was instituted then going forward, and it lasted well for almost 40 years, uh, 35 years. That FBI agents followed those guidelines, the attorney general guidelines for undercover operations, and they very strictly adhered to trying to avoid any hint of entrapment and entrapment of dealing, you know, targeting people who otherwise, quote unquote, otherwise are not predisposed to this criminal behavior. Uh, but now we see, uh, in, in not too far from where you are in Chicago, next door in Michigan, the investigation of Governor Whitmer, uh, entrapment raised its ugly head as a viable defense for those defendants in that case. And that's another example of things getting off the track these days. And in fact, we still have so many unanswered questions about the the January 6th so-called insurrection. We have... Very similar accusations of entrapment. We've had senators ask uh, FBI Director Ray, were there assets in the Capitol prior to the breach? And we don't get these answers. And then there's supposed to be a closed-door meeting. Has the system been set up so perfectly for this kind of corruption that there's really 
a barrier between any kind of responsibility and the actions of a corrupt government? Well, let's hope um, the the committee I testified, subcommittee I testified before last week, uh, Senator Jordan's select subcommittee, uh, they, they have outstanding uh, subpoenas right now to Director Ray and to the Attorney General. And hopefully uh, they'll be able to sit them down and get some straight answers. They've become very focused on a number of particular issues. And uh, I think we need to get those individuals in the seat, sworn under oath, and get the answers. In fact, there's been quite an uptick in whistleblowers. And I know every time I say that you think of Kamala Harris, but there has been an uptick in FBI whistleblowers who have come to the forefront and said, listen, our bureaucracy is what you accuse it of being. What is this system of protecting the whistleblower, number one? And is that working? Because from my understanding, I read a lot about Jim Jordan and that committee, and it turns out that they're getting a tremendous amount of FBI agents that are saying, look, what's going on isn't right. How much longer do we have to wait for that to take effect and there be some some changes made? Well, I don't know when the changes will happen, hopefully sooner rather than later, but I think we're going to see progress from Jim Jordan's committee. Uh, when I testified on a panel of four of us, well, one of the other people, someone some would characterize as a, as a whistleblower, uh, a former FBI agent from Florida, and she gave very emotional testimony. Yes. Uh, but Jordan was very explicit that he has, you know, quite a number of whistleblowers, uh, the, the identity of all of them is not known yet, and that's probably appropriate at this point. Uh, one, you know, some of these people have left the Bureau, but some of them haven't. And then we also have on the federal books the, the, the Whistleblower Protection Act, which, uh, which uh, hopefully will be abided by, and there will not be retaliation against these people who, speak, who come forward and speak the truth to Congress. Now, luckily, you retired before the fall of the character of the FBI. I'm wondering what your thoughts are. I believe that um, the policies that were implemented after September 11th, although we were being told it was for agencies such as the FBI and the CIA to work easily together and the rest of it, was more of an attack on the amendments that protect the privacy of the American citizen. It was obvious that they were surveilling American citizens, the agencies that were building the servers to store the data of citizens. Do you believe that it has turned out the way it was sold to the American people when you see the, the tearing down of the right to privacy of American citizens and you operated with when, when citizens had privacy? Do you think that those need to be reestablished or can we ever get a, an agency of integrity when the people are merely servants to this system and they really don't have the protection of those original amendments that were intended uh, for us to have and the, the new laws... Make it easy for uh, bureaucracies to persecute their political opposition. Should we not remove the Patriot Act and go back to the way things were, in your opinion? I'm curious to know your thoughts on that. Well, this, this, is, this is part of the reform that Congress can make. Uh, as you said, there were things deliberately done, uh, so to speak, the suspension of some of the Bill of Rights by the Patriot Act, some of the Bill of Rights is actually suspended if you target Americans, 
by the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, which was never meant to target Americans, but since September 11th, it's been used for that purpose. And that came to light in the Russian collusion thing, where we see there was four FISA warrants used against an American citizen, Carter Page, who once again, now we know, did absolutely nothing wrong, did not uh, collude with the Russians in any way, shape, or fashion. But in addition to those deliberate things, some of which Congress is going to look at in the reappropriation of certain parts of the Pfizer Act, there were a lot of unintended consequences that happened at that time. You mentioned getting the FBI and the CIA to cooperate. Yes, that was the objective of some of the changes that were made, but it had the effect, which we also saw in the Russian collusion thing, that the FBI was would accept a uh, any referral from the CIA to open an investigation on American, where in the past they would look at it and look at it again and be sure there was enough predicate information. Now the mindset is created. We've gotten a referral from the CIA. We have to act on it. That happened early on in the Russian collusion narrative. Uh, And when you have somebody, which we had in John Brennan, whose motives were not pure, He's able to manipulate the system and do that. Uh, Once again, there's room for Congress to make reforms there. Uh, We saw it with the unmasking of Americans, which should not have happened and happened promiscuously in the Russian collusion hoax. Uh, I lay this out at the end of my book, a lot of the reforms, that concrete things that can be done. That can be reformed. That can be changed. So there's a whole series of things that that were unintended consequences of the response to September 11th, in addition to those you initially mentioned that were deliberate actions taken in response to September 11th. I'm searching my brain. I know your your mind of an investigator. I know how you are suspicious of all information. I'm hard-pressed to think of a time my government has ever told me the truth. Do you have any faith in anything that comes out of the government when they tell us Uh, how we should interpret anything from foreign policy to domestic bills that are being passed. Do you have faith in this government? Well, I have a lot of questions, and I'm I'm skeptical. And um, um, Ronald Reagan had a saying, of course, he's very famous for trust but verify. Uh, I think we have to lie a, a much heavier emphasis on the verify part more than the trust part these days. Tom Baker, I love the book, by the way. I'm not through. Not completely through, but I'm midway through. I like you know, I have ADD, so I read like four at a time. The book is The Fall of the FBI Hall, a once great agency became a threat to democracy. And I would enjoy this book so much more if it had your signature on the page to your my favorite radio host, Sean Thompson. But that's all right. We'll work on that for the we'll next time. We'll get around to that. We'll get around to that, Sean. We'll get <laughs> I look forward to meeting you in person, my friend. Thank you for making yourself available. Thank you. Meeting you. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Nice. Look at you, Squirrel. Always coming through. You've got every reason to impeach this moron. You really do. The problem is, whenever there's a Democrat in office, the standards are terribly low. An extraction that's safe for miners, that also is clean burning. We need to shift very strongly toward solar energy and have strict conservation measures. And then as a last resort only, 
continue to use atomic power. I would certainly uh, not cut out atomic power altogether. We can't afford to give up that opportunity until later. How's he doing, Squirrel? Is he still alive? Sitting in a bed? Gasping for air like a guppy? See, I don't want to die like that, Squirrel. I want to die in violence, chaos, good fight. Not waiting for a Union 350-pound nurse to change my diaper. Chuck Dullivan. Hey, I want to I want to talk bad about Carter before he throws a seven. He told the Soviets March twenty first, nineteen eighty, he boycotted the Olympic Games, and then they said, "Well, guess what? If you don't come here, we're not going to honor your grain prices." So then the grain embargo. He threw the grain embargo against them. Soybeans went from fifteen dollars a bushel down to seven. Corn yep. went from seven down to two. The combines that were bought at $250,000 that farmers put up their farms for to try to carry the load to buy a $250,000 combine and a $250,000 tractor because the government said, grow all this stuff, the farmers went bankrupt. Then Willie Nelson made farm aid, and then he started talking bad about the government. And that was the first time, the first time in our history that somebody weaponized the IRS against Willie Nelson and they threw him in jail. Then Biden did it again. He turned around and he started going after the Soviets with this Ukraine stuff. And 100 pounds of milk, which is 11 gallons, went from $27 down to 9 It bankrupted yeah. all the farmers again. The Democrats know it and they sell short on Maybe. the market. When you yeah. read pork bellies, canners and cutters, any of this stuff like that, that's an attack on our farmers, the people that are feeding our country. Wake up, America. You want to eat? You better know your farmer or you're going to starve. I've had it. I'm Thank done. You. Thank, Thank you. you, Chuck. There's always good news. Maybe they'll cremate him and sprinkle his ashes on the DNC. Everything he touched turned to garbage. Kevin Elmhurst. Kevin? Hey, Sean, how you doing, man? Good, Kevin. You got any good Carter stories? You want to remind people how wonderful the Carter years were? Yeah, I, I actually lived during the Carter years, and they weren't very wonderful, trust me. I know. In but, fact, uh, I know you, and I think you uh, you bought one of those Carter mortgages. What was your interest rate when Carter was in? Uh, yeah, we bought our house, and it was uh, our interest rate was 13.5% fixed rate back then. Oh, that was a deal, because I know people who were still, paying 17 and 18 back then. But go ahead. I still live in that house in Elmhurst, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I, I got in a fight at the Spring Inn. My first fight with a man, I was 12. At the Spring Inn. You're from Melrose Park. you got to stay out of Elmhurst. My godfather was Mike Martin, and his parents were Helen and Bud, and they ran the Spring Inn. And I used to go there with my father on the weekends and watch how many Schlitz he could drink before he punched somebody in the face. It's like a gambling game. Good for you. Yeah, well, yeah, I still go to the Spring Inn, so that's great. And hey, Dave listen, that owns it used to I be call. the bartender when I was a kid. Will you tell that son of a gun I said hello? I will, I will. So listen, the reason I called, I know you're a big law enforcement guy, and so am I. I feel like I've known you my whole life. Yes. But we're uh, we're involved with uh, doing a, a charity uh, benefit for Officer Danny Golden, the man who got shot from Beverly, right? I love that kid. Uh, I, I'm still heartbroken when I think about him and his beautiful fiance. What can we do to help? Well, listen, what I'd like you to do, you come out as my guest. We're having a benefit at Gaelic Park on February 26th, which is Sunday. It starts at 6 o'clock. Four hours of Irish rebel music, followed by a sing-song in the pub. You come out as your guest, bring your wife, your girlfriend, whoever you got. And uh, I'd love to have you out there. The Golden family's going to be there. We've got hundreds of police officers. So let me do this, because I'm in, I'm in Florida. I, I just got back. And uh, I'm, I, I, can I 
I want your number. We're going to get your number. I want to I want to see if I can get a friend of mine to go because I definitely want to help and I definitely want to promote it. And I, where where can my people go to support him? What is the, say it one more time. Uh, it's Gaelic Park. You know, let me let me give you this. I've got a Facebook page that everybody can go to if that's okay. Yes, it is. The okay. name of the the name of the charity that we have on Facebook is called it's Gaelic. It's Kjol and Crack Trasna Nadasa, which means music and fun over the waves. But I'll spell it for you because not all of your listeners speak Gaelic. Yeah. So it's C E O L ampersand Crack C R A I C, which is how you say it in Irish. Uh-huh. And then Trasna, T-R-A-S-N-A, Na, N-A, and then D-T-O-N-N-A. So the Irish don't know how to spell, but that's is Keolan Crack, Trasna Danta. If you find it on Facebook or you can find it under me, Kevin O'Shea. Kevin O'Shea. Did you know this, Kevin? My mother was Italian, but her one of her first dates with my father, they went to see a Sean Connery movie, and that's why I'm named Sean. But she didn't never like the S-E-A-N, so it's spelled S-H-A-U-N, and she did her research. Did you know that my name is spelled the Gaelic way? Did you know that? Is that I did not know that. Yes, yes, yes. So here's a Norwegian-Italian guy with a Gaelic name. Kevin, I wish you the best of luck, and uh, I'm going to put you on hold so Honey Bunny can get that information from you, and we'll uh, put it on our social media as well. Thank you, brother, for making the call. Anything we can do to help Officer Danny Golden, we will do. Another victim of Democrat policies. And uh, whatever happened to the shooter? Well, if he's underage, which I don't think he was, it is automatically expunged so he could get a job for the city of Chicago if that isn't the cherry on the screw you Sunday. Uh, we got some Lightfoot clips, some Chicago clips. Should I depress the audience? Let's just go with a good old-fashioned money fraud by the Chicago Public School System. And it's part of the district's comprehensive safety initiative. The investment Ooh, will upgrade and add security cameras at 331 elementary and high schools throughout the city over the next three years. Now, we only have a few good investigative reporters, mainly at the Illinois Policy Institute. I would love to find out who the beneficiary of that $76 million contract is, who they could have given to off-duty police to patrol. But instead, they want to give $76 million to the cameras. See, now here's how it works. Those cameras cost probably $7 million. The rest of it is all profit. And the beneficiaries of that scam contract will install the little cameras, then they get to maintain them. Ooh, there's a fee for that. And then they, that, that massive profit, they take about 10 to 15%. The nice thing about Chicago Democrat whores, they're cheap. Just like the 5 and 10 on Madison Avenue. You take that and you just give it back to the select alder birthing crooks, the 50 thieves, and they make sure that that contract just grows and grows and grows. And a few years from now, that'll be $200 million. And the property taxes will go up exponentially as they should. And in the meantime, the quality of life will go lower and lower and lower. Police are saying that that man was found dead with a gunshot wound inside of this vacant building here behind me. They're also telling us that witnesses actually saw a person running from this building after that shooting took place. But I want you guys to take a look at the scene from last night. You can see police focused their investigation on this vacant building at the corner of 61st and Western in the Chicago Lawn neighborhood. The medical examiner's office has identified the victim as 57-year-old Bartholomew Veal. We're told he was found inside the building dead with a gunshot wound to the head a little after 10 last night and it's obviously the perfect crime like 85 percent of them are and they never get caught welcome to utopia it just smells like a turlet and then we're going to turn to these people to correct the scams 
of abuse, the multi-multi-billion dollar scams, if they don't care about the local the local scams, you think they care about the international scams? And in 2021, President Putin said to in the new president of the United States, Joe Biden, stop the NATO enlargement. This has gone too far. I called the White House at the end of 2021, begging them. That's how much clout Jeffrey Sachs has. He called the White House and they pick up. Avoid the war. Stop this. I was told, oh, don't worry about it. NATO's not going to enlarge Ukraine. I said, great. Why don't you say so publicly? Oh, no, we would never say so publicly. I said, well, then you're likely to have a war. Yeah, no, but no, never. Ukraine's never going to be part of NATO. Well, say so publicly and we can avoid a war. You see, there's a whole section of the Democrats that want the same things we want. You cannot turn to the Mitt Romney Republicans. They're stabbing the back traitors to your beliefs. We need to destroy the Republican Party if we have any chance. The Republican Party is the problem because the Republicans are the ones that want to fund this war, too. They get their brokerage checks from the military-industrial complex, just like Lloyd Austin. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. On the road again. Think about the people that have been put away for keeping their own money. Yet the political whores that steal the money, the lowlife scum that create packs for bribery like Adam Kinzinger and the rest of them, they get jobs in the media, they get, they get jobs, they get raises, they get more power. Wesley Snipes, didn't he do six years for keeping his own money? Yet when you spend billions and billions, if not trillions, what happens to you? So um, in this new funding... 46 billion of it goes toward enforcement and only 4% toward uh, helping with the uh, filing claims of ordinary tax filers. And um, to me, it seems like the the record, at least the current record, recent record, the IRS, which includes 10 million unprocessed tax returns and a 13% phone call pickup rate in 2022, that improving taxpayer services ought to be the number one priority. No. no, you blind Congressman Warfel. It's about a Gestapo of intimidation to steal and extort the hard-earned money of Americans who push back against the Democrat mafia. But don't you worry, Congressman Warfel. Those corrupt crooks that get the $76 million camera contract for CPS, they'll never be audited. Nor will any company that partnered up with any political whore regardless of party affiliation. If you gave to Adam Kinzinger, you will not get audited. If you gave to any Democrat scum mafia member in the sewer of Illinois, you will not get audited. It's the rest of us that have to fear. Obviously, the allocation of funding doesn't suggest that. When you've only gotten, when you have uh, 46% allocated to enforcement and audits and going after people, only 4% or $3.2 billion for uh, taxpayer service. So again, in terms of priorities, as you look at this issue, what will be the higher priority for you when it comes to administering the IRS funding allocation? Better customer service to taxpayers or increasing the number of audits on Americans? 
Uh, it'll be a dual priority, Senator. <laughs> Shut uh, up, you lying whore. In the meantime, that's why you're better off blowing your money in strip joints and partying like a Ukrainian lobbyist. Now what are you going to do? Where's the money? I gave it to a stripper. She said she was going to college. Rat bastards. Don in Bloomingdale. I think the stripper's tax deductible, but that's not why I called. Tell you what, um, before I got married, I made a lot of college payments. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, a Jimmy Carter story. I locked in at 13% on my very first house when we were just recently married. And uh, my, wife, my wife and I were high-fiving each other because the rates were going up faster than you could sign the paperwork. Yeah, but my, but kind of like my now. Family, my favorite Jimmy Carter story is sitting in line, gas lines at 2 o'clock in the morning, waiting, hoping they don't run out of gas or they meet their quota. Unbelievable. You know what's fun, Don, is that this idiot tramp they call vice president, she went out and told the people how they're saving money. And what she knows none of them care about is that if you buy a house today, right now, you yep. can afford exactly half of what you could afford nine months ago. Half. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what happens when a Democrat scourge takes over anything. You get used to losing. You get used to the corruption. And it becomes normal. I know that uh, our children cannot be successful learning in our classrooms unless they feel safe. Top district. No, 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 not safe, you stupid idiot. It's unless the teachers themselves can read or say the word ask. But that's not what you're interested in. You'd rather have these illiterate morons who pretend to be teachers as long as they're good Democrat scourge. Officials making the announcement at Eli Whitney Elementary School on the west side, which had the new state-of-the-art cameras installed inside and out back in December. The cameras providing clear and real-time video to security members on campus, but also to the city's OEMC I like headquarters this because it's and more to of CPD. An admission. The once great city, now ghetto, is nothing more than a prison camp. And it might as well have the State-of-the-art cameras to prove it. What a great scam if you're in it. I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. What we have gotten used to in this country is the destruction of unalienable rights. This is what Europeans are used to. This is why America was always thought to be arrogant because the people were just as important, more important than the government. That is rare in the plight of humanity. As you look at what the Democrat mafia is selling, there's a reason I've referred to it in the past as the Fourth Reich. It is this same fascism, the same servitude of the Third Reich, built on the same ideology, promising the same utopia that ends in the same fascism. My next guest has a book that I love the title of i cannot wait to go through it he is the senior editor of the blaze co-founder of conservative review and co-author of a new book the rise of the fourth reich confronting covid fascism with the new nuremberg trial it's out now david horowitz how are you hey i am doing all right and i'm here to boil your blood unless it's clotted oh i'm always boiled i'm always boiled i run hot but the reality is you've done this properly because you've identified 
exactly what our problem is. This is a cabal of corruption, and this is the new Fourth Reich. Now, the question is, is it just contained here, or is this also implemented by the son of a Third Reich member, Klaus Schwab, and the world organization that is determined to destroy the sovereignty of America? That's the question I have for you. So, obviously, the, the, the big thing that's almost shocking in our body politic is that if you're fighting for liberty, which as conservatives, we've said we've been doing this our entire life, we just live through the Super Bowl of tyranny. COVID yeah. fascism, where our life and liberty both were on the line more than ever before, and they still are to a large degree. The notion that the government could declare you without any due process a threat to public health, and there's quite literally nothing they cannot do to your body. They can control your breathing holes. They can inject you with products even after they're known to be dangerous. And we go through all of this in a mock Nuremberg trial in the book. And the, the fourth right to speak to your question, again, exactly as you said, it's built off the third right, except it has a greater public-private partnership. It's global in reach, so you can't escape it. And it's, it's built off a degree of technology that is so mind-boggling. Their ability to surveil you, their ability to force this on you. Right now, they're implementing ICD tracking codes for those that choose not to get the Pfizer juice. So this is a wake-up call that we cannot just emerge from the last few years being happy. All right, let's call our back open. We don't usually have to wear a mask. Okay, it's done. If we don't undercut the legal, social, medical, moral premises that broke, abrogated that number code and reaffirmed that number code again, and it's all in there with 20 witnesses, victims, and experts testifying, and that's going to be the blueprint for what Congress should do, what every county and state government needs to do to reaffirm bodily autonomy and medical freedom. But you could only have the Nuremberg trial because the Third Reich was defeated. This Fourth Reich is not defeated. This Fourth Reich has never been stronger. They're impervious to truth. They're impervious to objective fact. The vaccine was a fraud. It did more damage by far that you almost cannot quantify. They ignored the, the reality. They changed the definition of side effects, and they were given permission to do so in a bipartisan fashion. And this is my biggest argument against Donald Trump. How in the world could he give them immunity? How in the world could this happen in this country where they are held harmless one of only two countries where they were even allowed to advertise prior to COVID. This is a, uh, an atrocity, for lack of a better word. There is no greater form of fascism than the government taking a dangerous, novel product that recodes your body, reverse transcribes your DNA. It, it, it accounts for there's, there's 24,000 medical billing codes, you know, that identify every malady and injury we know of. Yes. 60% of them are accounted for in theirs. So there's about 16,000 categories of maladies associated with the shot. And there's the government funded it, marketed it, um, promoted it, distributed it, mandated it, and then absolved them of liability. So we go through in the book, obviously, all the evidence that they knew this from day one, both the FDA and Pfizer, they knew this from day one, they did it anyway. But What's shocking is right now, we are two years into all this data on it, 
and it hasn't moved the needle. You, know, you talk about Donald Trump um, you know, absolving them of liability. My issue is, all right, you can make a mistake, but you can repent. To this day, he's not calling for a repeal of the PrEP Act. I know. And, it's, and, and it's, it, it's driving me that's nuts, That's my Daniel. point. You can't walk away from this. You can't walk away from it. Daniel, the corruption is too systemic. It is the only systemic issue this government has, this country has. This is not new to us. We've had politicians that were corrupt prior to the Civil War, immediately after. My fear is that they've perfected it. And when you see the amount of people, the amount of Americans, who are still loyal to the Fourth Reich, which is the perfect phrase, which, by the way, I thought of it, but all right, I'll give you a pass. In the meantime, (laughs) at least we now are having this conversation because if we cannot talk truth and identify what this is, this idea we've allowed the, the, the Fourth Reich to constantly throw out the accusation of calling the opposition, the people who are advocating for the Enlightenment, for the principles of Americanism, Nazis and fascists. I've got Joy Behar, the dimwit that she is. But this is something they've been doing to people who have been advocating for freedom and liberty for 50 years. Have they not perfected the scam? And are the American people... Too stupid to wake up from their coma, in your opinion. They have perfected it. This is all high-tech in the sense that it's almost impossible to avoid it. And, 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 and you know, so what we know is they created a virus. They foisted it upon us. They blocked the treatment for it, which is a big part of the testimony in the book, what happened in the hospitals and how the government made sure that people would wind up in the hospital. And then they put upon us this product, also, by the way, remdesivir is still the standard of care to this day. No doctor will look you and I and say it's safe and effective. It doesn't matter. I'm doing it anyway. The question is, what are we going to do? And, and that's why, you know, we wrote this to make everyone mad as hell, but then we have an action plan at the end. Remember, most of this, while, yes, it is global in nature, but the way to fight globalism is with localism. And most of the COVID fascism began at a local level. On the oh, end of the Daniel, day. Did, this show broadcasts in Chicago. Are you kidding me? This is the short in the pants mafia home base here. Of course, it, this is exactly this now, is where they they have the most success in these hellholes. Yeah, I don't necessarily have an answer for Chicago, but here's the deal: we have about thirty three hundred counties in this country, and you know, roughly eighty two percent did vote, uh, you know, for Trump for president over over Biden over Hillary, and. Uh, a significant amount of them by a very, very large supermajority um, in many of these counties. Now, people laugh, well, Chicago's got millions of people. Um, some of these places could have 20,000, 40,000 people. But you know what? That is an independent unit of government that you have domain over that jurisdiction, just like the mafia has over Chicago. And what we need to do is, each one of them, we need to extirpate from the laws, from the policies, any ability to have these emergency powers, to ever mask a person, to ever force a biologic product, a medical device, on a human being without their consent. And we're working this throughout all the state legislatures in the red states, which we have a lot of work to do. You know, Chicago, to, um, Florida, well, you're, you're, to you're, day. You have a tremendous yeah. amount of work to do, and the problem you have is that the, the system that is supposed to protect you as you explore this is going to target you because you're exploring it. And this is acceptable in a country that has adopted censorship, that has adopted extortion, that has weaponized bureaucracies. So you're going to combat the new IRS agents. You're going to combat a corrupted FBI. You're going to 
hopefully combat a CIA that kills far more people than Putin. Uh, you got a lot going in your face here. Isn't it easier to take my plan, which is to secede from these crooked bastards and let them wallow in the ghettos they built? So it's funny you mention that. I just literally just today, I wrote a very long article explaining uh, you know, what a national divorce is. And I agree with that 100%. We're well beyond that threshold. The problem is you've got to walk before you run, meaning the red state stuff. This is what I'm dealing with. You'd be shocked. You know, you're, you know, actually, I have a great story for you. You're in Illinois there. No, I'm down in Florida. I left, baby. I'm too beautiful to take that kind of abuse. Well, but, but, but you're, you're broadcast in Chicago there. I have a friend of mine, Jeanette Ward, who lived, you know, in the Chicago uh, metro area, and she just moved to Wyoming and became a legislator, and we're working on medical freedom ideas. And guess what? So far, we failed to get anything passed, even the House, much less the Senate, because we have focused so much on the presidential politics and the soap opera in Washington. The left has taken over every state. Notice yeah. we only hear from DeSantis in Florida. We don't hear from Alabama and Oklahoma and Wyoming. That's where we need to start winning back, and then you could succeed. succeed. Right now, there's nothing to succeed with because the red states are just anti-abortion, pro-gun versions. I have to tell you something that I want you to think think about, and, and I'll tell you why I'm optimistic about Florida. During this last election for governor, he won by the largest margin in Florida history. And I believe you could, I'm not sure about Reagan in California, but I'm pretty sure it's anywhere in the country if you go back to the margin. Because he was able to take those people who are still nostalgic enough to call themselves Democrat. But show them through proof of six, uh, of the bills of the implementation of government the way it is supposed to be that they would not want to return to an era of fascism of the Fourth Reich. And to this day, when I go to the, I, I live on the West Coast, but I go to the East Coast very often. When you talk to these people who were hardcore Hillary supporters and the rest of it, they love the DeSantis version of governance, and is within that understanding that we're attracting. People from California, the likes of which I've never seen. It used to be you only saw Illinois plates. Now I see a ton of California plates. And these are people who are sworn off to ever implement a Fourth Reich fascistic government. And I think it's from these positions that you expand. And if you take the Gulf Coast, you can go all the way to Texas, and now you've got the secession area. you got more than enough land. you got an energy sector. you got everything. And these are the states that make money. The other welfare roach states like Illinois, New York, and New Jersey, they're drowning in their own pathetic corruption. Let them go. This is the blueprint. I want people to be mad as hell and red-pilled from this book where they have that blueprint to engage in this, where you go to the legislatures and you say, we are not doing any of the public health tyranny. We are not doing any of this that the federal government does voice upon us that's unconstitutional. But again, I'm just telling you, there is this myth of the red state. It's red in the sense that the majority of the people still theoretically want what we want, um, but they're complacent. And the Republicans are awful, awful, awful in these states. There's only one DeSantis. I cannot think of even a close second that we're able no. to work with on this issue, on other issues. So this is the point. To me, I don't even care. But I, I always joke around. I would feel Lisa Murkowski or Susan Collins as the Republican nominee for president. Let it be official, because that's what we get anyway. Oh yeah. Let, let the uniparty be official. 
and focus on making red states red again, state legislatures red again. The American Revolution was catalyzed by state legislatures getting together to form the Committee of Correspondence, which formed the Continental Congress. That's what we need to do, and I agree with you. Florida is the first successful model, and, and you're right. DeSantis did win Florida by a slightly greater margin than Gavin Newsom won California. Um, yeah. So it, it demonstrates it's not just a safe haven for our people, but you could actually change hearts and minds by demonstrating that his most notorious uh, success, his issue, was medical freedom. Um, and without it, you cannot live without despotism. So that is our call to duty here. I'm absolutely with you. And I think those who think that the status quo, you could somehow win over the blue states, win over no, drain DOD, win. drain HHS, there's nothing to drain. It, how about you're 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 never going to take that over? How about how Shaka Khan in California, that two-bit Democrat who were congressman, had forty-six hundred ballots in his condo, and it doesn't get national news. It's pathetic and disgraceful. But there's also a good indication of the kind of people that are down here in Fort Myers last night. There was a vote, and it was passed that the they want yes. the the governor to confiscate. All vaccines, all boosters, and stop making it available because it's killing the Floridians. It passed, and the rumor is he's going to sign it. This is this is huge news. But could any of this have happened without the first yoke of, of tyranny, the cornerstone of communism and socialism and Nazism and the rest of it, Obamacare? Because people do not realize you eliminated 50% of the healthcare workers. Yeah. Those were the ones of conscience. Those were the good ones. Those were the specialists who said, I'm not going to partake in this swindle of Obamacare. Now you've got it the filled up with thinker. morons. Right. And you also eliminated those hospitals and you then made the people used to the idea. Insurance premiums would be 400% and healthcare was going to be from Mount High. So gone are the days of the way I grew up where doctors would tell the government, shove it up your derriere. We're not going to listen to you and not treat our people as we just lived through for two years. So you've got all the good doctors and good people on the sidelines. So you couldn't have done it without Obamacare, which all these Tea Party guys swore to remove, and they did guts on ghoul when they were in Washington, D.C., right? COVID fascism is the bastard child of Obamacare. Um, one of the biggest things that happened were the mergers and acquisitions. They created this cartel monopoly that government was able to centralize not just the, the terrible pricing that you couldn't buy affordable insurance on the market. We focused a lot on the pricing. It was the death panels. This was the death panel. It was in a very different way, a worse way than we ever saw coming. Um, because how, this is what we discussed. How is it that it's not just at a governmental level, but in the medical profession, every doctor will look you in the eye and say to a dying breath, I won't allow you to try a, a safe therapeutic, but I'll push remdesivir on you. I'll put the cl push the clot shots on you after theirs is blowing up and we're seeing the heart problems, the neurological problems. How could they be that dumb or, or, or complacent? But that's the answer. When you centralize it, you control everything. And I'll take that, Sean, to another level. If you notice, they're trying to have pharmacies do their bidding. So... Pharmacies really just have CVS, Walgreens, and, and Rite Aid pretty much have the market share. Um, as much as medicine is centralized, you still do have some independent doctors, but you have even fewer independent pharmacies. They're funneling the entire vaccination drive through the pharmacies, and then Paxlovid, the other bioweapon from Pfizer, they're saying you don't need 
a doctor's prescription, a pharmacist, even though it has 30 contraindications, common contraindications too, they could dispense it without a prescription, whereas when it comes to hydroxy and ivermectin, even with a doctor's prescription, the pharmacy can veto it. That's the central authority that they're trying to do. And if you can't get treatment, especially when they do gain a function on us, it's game over. Daniel Horowitz, this was the plan. This is why Pfizer opened up their R&D lab in Wuhan, China in 2009. They've been buying politicians like Chinese communists have. They're, it's too systemic. We've got to either tear it down or separate. Uh, I want to do the least violent way and go my own way because I believe in righteousness, which is why... When Obamacare passed, I bought two domain names, and I want your opinion on it, as we speculate as entrepreneurs. I bought undergrounddoctor.com and at-home dignity, knowing that you would only get real medical advice from somebody who had their licenses stripped from the fascists in government, and that nobody wanted to die like Jimmy Carter, like a guppy in a bed waiting for a union nurse to change his diaper. What do you think? Should I develop those sites? I think underground doctor is a great idea. Because, again, when you think of life and liberty, remember, if the government has the ability to get us sick and the ability to block treatment, you quite literally cannot live free. Yeah. I mean, that, is the, that is the bare bones. This is what we're trying to raise awareness of. Yeah, I mean, COVID's a nothing now with these variants and whatever, but this was a serious gain-of-function um, discovery. Yeah. The urine cleavage on the spike protein... That was the crown jewel of Ralph Barrick. You know, working on this was HIPAA, Marburg, avian flu, bird flu. They have, they have many more down the pipeline. What are you going to do as they make it clear you can't get treatment? They're trying to take vitamins and supplements off the market. That's yeah. another big one. And we go through that in the book. They will find every last thing people were using to treat themselves with COVID and block it. They threw us in a building, set it on fire, and then block the exit. Because exactly they're Nazis. They're Nazis, and you named your book appropriately. The name of the book is The Rise of the Fourth Reich, Confronting COVID Fascism. I could talk to you for an hour, and I'm going to have you on again, because we need to make this an album. We could go over the finance. I'll tell you, I'm a great asset to you, brother. And in the meantime, I've got the domain names. You have to partner with me. In the meantime, thank you for what you do, Daniel Horowitz. I so appreciate you. So glad to meet you. Looking forward to coming back. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Hey, let's go, Brandon. I keep the drum like I'm Nick Cannon. Hey, hey, let's go, Brandon. I like domain Hey, I've developed several. HighTideCream.com, I bought that after I developed the cream. Let's go, Brandon. But capitalist union is an idea I had when Barack Obama was elected because I knew that capitalism, true capitalism, was the object of the hatred, was under assault, and that would be the target of the new Fourth Reich. And that's exactly what happened. And now since Obamacare passed, the quality of health care is in the toilet the whole time they pretend it's great. The costs are 400% for insurance that sucks compared to the insurance that was before Obamacare. And now the people are used to it. That's the problem with humanity. They can adapt to being servants and slaves. It used to be unique only in Europe and South America and Asia. Now, unfortunately, 
It's the norm for Chicago. And they continue to elect the same fascists, the same socialists, the same communists, the same totalitarians, because now there's a comfort in being a slave. Now a war of words between two powerful politicians, state controller Susanna Mendoza, accusing Mayor Lori Lightfoot of turning her back on police officers forced to end their careers early because of COVID-19. Some were- That's nice. She's, they're both right. They're both right when they call each other names. Robert Bloomingdale. You're darn right, Sean. It's a shame what they do with the police officers. They do all they can do, and we should tip our hats to them. Yeah, the all but the bad ones, because let's not talk about things like they're all, because don't forget, I've been shaken down twice and beat up a several times, a couple of them I deserve. But let's not pretend that they're all great people, because now the Chicago Police Department has been infiltrated by gang-banging scum as well. Yeah. There's a smaller group yeah. of good ones, and those are the ones who are the target of the bad yeah. ones. The bad ones have the protection yeah. of the bad politicians. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right on that one. No, the reason I was calling, it's interesting how what's going on with those poor souls in Ohio. Push comes to shove. Biden and Buttigieg are too busy giving money away to the Ukraine left and right, and President Trump goes down to Ohio and brings water with him and whatever he can do in his powers at this moment. Yeah. Meanwhile, I want to, you know, it's ridiculous, and I want to know, I want an audit and all that stuff that's going to the Ukraine, and I oh, think we stop giving these people money. Did you see the Republican the from to, Texas? I want the Republicans to start doing something. What do you think? Did you hear the Republican from Texas who wants to give more money? He doesn't think Joe Biden's given enough? So you're going to turn to your abuser for help? That's what I mean, Robert. It's just too far gone. The Mitt Romney uh. coalition of the Republican Party is the one with the sway, the connected ones, the one with the power, the money laundering scheme that the Chicago Democrats implement, they've perfected. And that's why people still allow a crook like Mitt Romney from Kentucky, arguably even more politically corrupt than the sewer of Chicago. And he still is the most powerful Republican. There's a reason he's married to the Chinese shipping heiress, and it isn't his strong jawline or his masculine physique. It's because he's a crooked rat bastard. To the people of East Palestine and to the nearby communities in Ohio and Pennsylvania, uh, we have told you loud and clear, you are not forgotten. You are not forgotten. We stand with you, we pray for you, and we will stay with you in your fight to help answer and the accountability that you deserve. We'll have that accountability. It'll all be out there very clearly. That would mean something if it wasn't acceptable by the Republicans that Donald Trump was cheated in the last election. It would also mean something... We wouldn't be embroiled in World War III. We wouldn't have a moron who had his eyes on World War III since he could remember his address. Mr. President, any reaction to Putin saying he's pulling out a new start? I don't have time. Mr. President, you're not going to don't have time. He pulled out of the nuclear treaty and your answer is you don't have time. We know you're near death. You look fracking terrible. Got one foot on a banana peel, the other one in the grave. But what we don't have is time for you to destroy our nation, you bumbling, stumbling, corrupt whore. Would we respond? Or would we look the other way? Would we be strong? It's would we. I know, Squirrel. He can't separate the words because the dementia eating the brain can't separate the words. Would we be weak? Would we, we, would be, would we the, all of our allies, would be united? Excuse me? That's awesome. Take a fan. Every day, Joe Biden and I talk about and work together with our partners 
like former leader Hoyer, current leader Hoyer, um, to lower the cost for the... But you've been raising them. By the way, when you talk, do, do you have your clothes on? Or is it like the old time with Willie Brown? Are you just sitting there in some Victoria's Secret that would make Carl Rove go, ooh? People of our nation, because you are a leader. For working families, we have reduced heating and electricity bills. So folks have more- And that's why they keep winning. Because they reduce the bills, right? Isn't that why they keep re- winning? A new twist after a local politician is put in cuffs. Charges of voter fraud against Shakir Khan come as a separate criminal Shaka case Khan. from 2019. Let me rock you, Khan's attorney tells us tonight his client was under duress when a city official forced him to resign without any legal representation there. He says Khan has not stepped down from his post on the city council, but the sheriff's office says there is a long list of evidence that shows Khan violated the public's trust. A Lodi city councilman cuffed as the city's mayor makes a bold statement about Shakir Khan on social media. And I had the opportunity to speak with him here at the county jail and ask for his resignation effective immediately. But Khan's attorney, Alan Sawyer, tells CBS 13 his client was coerced into resigning without council present. He maintains Khan has recanted and is still on the job. In my mind, that that influenced the outcome of this election. The San Joaquin County Sheriff's Office arrested the 33-year-old on eight counts of voter fraud after they say a search warrant at his home uncovered dozens of sealed and completed mail-in ballots for the 2020 election. Authorities say that's when they found irregularities in the voter rolls. There were 232 people registered to vote with an address um, to our local prisons. There were 4,144 people uh, that were 90 years old and older. Right there, it's that's 4,400 votes from a two-bit Democrat councilman scumbag. What do you think it looks like in these key districts during the 2020 elections? I know what it looks like. Election fraud, election theft, and now you're stuck with this dimwit. Would we respond? Shut up, freaking dummy. What is keeping you alive? Uh, and we even found one person on the voter rolls by the name of Jesus Christ. CBS 13 political analyst Gary Dietrich his name says Romney this in case another life? will likely reignite concerns about election integrity. I wouldn't be surprised if this case actually gets national attention about people who are saying, what gives? How can these people possibly get away with this? Because they're Democrat scum and the people investigating them are Democrat scum as well. It's a whirlwind of corruption. David and Lansing, you could ruin this segment. Hey, Sean, you, you asked uh, what is keeping Biden alive. Isn't this just like reeking that Bernie's part four? That's what we're living through? Well, one thing's for sure. There is no way Joe Biden took the vaccine. Because if he did, we wouldn't be in this pickle. And the one in the lingerie would be screwing up things. But we'd have a hope in the Middle East. They'd have her on a table dancing to Shaka Khan. See what I did there? Tie it all together. See, I wouldn't let you ruin it. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I think it was William Randolph Hearst, if I'm not mistaken. He who controls information controls perception. One of the uh, one of the watchers on Rumble had an incredible little statement that I normally don't uh, 
get, but my the squirrel sent it to me. I'm waiting for the next Civil War, the United States Republic versus the United States of America Corporation. It's, that's, abso- that's absolutely what this is. It's one giant fracking corporation. And the misinformation doesn't come from people who spot the scams. It comes from the mouths of these frauds, these imbeciles, these whores. I was, uh, as a young man, I was... Oh, God. Shut up, you crooked rat. I know what you are. You're an asset of enemies, foreign and domestic. Is brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch, sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360. Brought to you by Pfizer. And what happens to the people who spot the scam? What happens? Uh, Equally focused on improving taxpayer service in particular for working families and small businesses. And side by side with that will be a commitment to improve the IRS's capacity to unpack complex returns, which is something I understand today. They lack that capacity. They lack the capacity to do their fracking job, which is defend the right of the earner. Greed is not the idea of a man that wants to keep the money he earned. It's an oligarchy that wants to steal it to fund their corruption. The oligarchies, the the open and notorious mafia scheme. Having a wide range of safety resources, such as state-of-the-art security cameras. Security cameras? What is she so happy about? Hey, fetzo, what are you so happy about, dummy? Kids are getting shot right outside, and they're shot by other kids. And the government's idea is to expunge the records of the kids, the shooters? You fracking morons. You get used to it. But then again, this is the knowledge they know. All our decisions, individual decisions, our political decisions, are based upon what we know. Humanity is nothing but what we know and what we have. And what we have can be replaced and degrades quickly. And what we know is everything. And it is our limit of what we can be. So before we embark on any particular political stratagem, we first have to know where we are. Because we don't know where we are, it is impossible for us to know where we're going. So when you bastardize the information, you skew the information, you then are subjected to self-described gods among us. There's no Thank question. You your that, pardon? Thank you for your patience. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, I, I have no question about uh, the impact of climate change. It's going to be significant, uh, devastating in some areas more than others. Huh. What about when you blow up Nord Stream 2 and 1? No, this is going to have a major impact on the environment, what we're doing. Specifically reducing carbon in the air as we begin to move these 500,000 charging stations around the world. I mean, uh- And they've been selling this bull dung for 60 fracking years. We need to have uh, a realization that we've got a, about 35 years worth of oil left in the whole world. Brilliant. We're going to run out of oil. When Mr. Nixon made his famous uh, speech on Operation Independence, we were importing about 35% of our oil. Now we've increased that amount 25%. We now import about 44% of our oil. We need to shift from oil to coal. We need to concentrate our research and development effort on uh, coal burning and extraction that's safe for miners, that also is clean burning. We need to shift very strongly toward solar energy and have strict conservation measures. And then as a last resort... Jimmy Carter would be a Republican today. He'd be Mitt Romney's running mate as 
Magic Pants Mitt tries to be the president again. Hopefully he'll lose the same way he did. Because Mitt Romney, the Democrats, and the scallywags in the Republican Party are losers. They're the problem, the systemic corruption in our once great country, which now still has a couple of good states. And by the way, those are the states I can put the top down tonight when I leave the studio Xanadu. How about you, Squirrel? You're lucky the lights are on. See you tomorrow in 21. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.